0: It's an incredible day to be alive and well. Don't try this at home, whatever you do. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Basilio at your service. An absolutely beautiful day to be along with you. I want to welcome Greg. He's our first in, first of many in our Twitter Spaces group. You can check us out over on Twitter if you want to join Twitter Spaces. The faces, the places of Twitter Spaces. Be Jeff Henderson... Brian Hartman, Buenos morning to you, gentlemen. I hope both of you are well. It's a post NFL draft edition, and Bino, for the uninitiated that can't see me at home, you tell the living listener what TB's rocking today. Tell the living Look, listener, Bean Star, looks like a, a beautiful Randall Cunningham, circa 1988. It's the 1988 jersey, Kelly Green. Brad Bradley's chocolate, it's got the eagle wing on it, uh, flying in with the football. And, and Brian Hartman, why would I be wearing this jersey today? Why do you think Tony B's wearing this jersey today? Well, I, I think... Uh, <clears throat> give, it I think me, give it to me, Brian, give it to me. Why am I wearing this jersey today, Bry? Give it to me, I baby. I guess they don't make ones that are like half green and half red
1: for the Georgia Bulldogs. Now right?
0: that's a shot, Beano Jeff Henderson. Are you going to? Uh, are you going to accept? Now here's here's Howie Roseman. Okay, uh, my GM up there in Philly. First of all, that's a guy that is a sniveling geek. First of all, you got to know that about him. He's just hard to like, but he's he's a sniveling geek. He thought he was the smartest guy in the room, and then he got humbled. And since then, he is in love with Southeastern Conference players. That's all he does is draft SEC and sign SEC free agents. That's all the Eagles do now. He tried to avoid the SEC like the plague, and it got him, it got him banished to the back room and fired. And now that's all he does. That's all he does, star is take SEC players. And specifically, he's on the Georgia tip right now. And Beat Star, in your humble opinion, that Georgia defense—the last couple years—is that the greatest? Maybe the, one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen. Yeah, I think it was among
2: the best defenses that we've ever seen in the conference, Tony. And you can uh, do a lot worse than uh, drafting Bulldog defensive players. That's for sure.
0: I'm jumping right in on the deep end here, NFL wise, Beano, What did you think of the Titans? going to use a Dwight Schrute word here. What do you think of the Titans shunning Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee Volunteer fan base, eliciting a lot of anger from uh, the Tennessee Volunteer fans, etc.? What did you make of that, Bean Star, over the weekend?
2: Well, it looked like Tony that uh, a- everyone. Uh, with the exception of Tennessee fans who got to look at uh, at both Hendon Hooker and Will Levis up close, mm-hmm. Bird Levis to to Hooker, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know I know there's some drawbacks to Hooker with the advanced age, uh, the injury,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, the questions about uh, how running Tennessee's offense will will transfer to uh, running a NFL offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll say this, mm-hmm. uh, after, uh, after all the ribbon I got about uh, the Colts were going to take Will Levis, mm-hmm. uh, I sure was happy it was the Titans that grabbed him.
0: Brian Hartman, you wrote a piece, Levis over Hooker and the Reasons Why today, over at tclub.team. Would you care to unpack that? And then I want ask the living listener, the living Titan fan, did the Titans do the right thing? How do you and Brian came to kind of Brian came to kind of defend the Titans on this one? Now, Brian, I got to ask you: Did you come and defend the Titans because you're glad they did that? Because you're you're performing a psyops on their fan base, Jerry Colquitt? Are you performing a psyops on their fan base over this thing? Talk to me, Brian. What you well, say?
1: I wanted to. I just wanted to say this. I'll ask mm-hmm.
0: this question. Go ahead. If you could give Will Levis. Josh Heupel was coach, and the same supporting cast that Hooker had, and you you let him play in that offense, what kind of numbers would he put up? And I'll turn that around and ask if you could put Hendon Hooker in Kentucky's Stone Age offense with Bob Stoops coaching and that beat-up, awful offensive line that Levis had to play behind up there. Mm -hmm. What kind of numbers would he have put up? You mean Mike Stoops. Bob Stoops right now has led Excuse the Arlington, yes, Bino's Arlington Renegades into the championship of XFL3, the third iteration of the XFL, owned by Redbird Capital. How would the perception have been different if you could have done that? Bino Jeff Henderson, uh, Brian Hartman has uh, sort of turned the world around on you, big boy. It's time for your credibility checkup. What would Brad Levis have looked like in Tennessee's offense in an offense where literally nobody fails? Uh, I'll say this: I
2: don't know that uh, uh, that Josh Hopper will ever have anyone run his offense any better than Hen and Hooker. Oh boy! Um, well, I, I hope we, I hope to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I read I read Brian's piece, and it was well written, well mm-hmm. thought out, thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's not Will Levis's numbers that turned me against him. Although he throws way too many picks, mm-hmm. it, it saw him do with the game on the line, whether it was year before last mm-hmm. or this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That old Miss thing down there, when he wee wee down his leg when it was winning time for them, and you know they were high expectations for their ball club. And man, he uh, he took a he took a whiz. As we say in the trade, that's not good. That's not unless it depends. That's not good. Well, I think if if Hicker if Hitted had been off the board and been taken at yeah. that spot, yeah. I don't think they I don't think they'd have been nearly as angry. But Brian, that's not the point. The point is he wasn't off the board. I mean, what, what does that mean? What well, What is that? Of course, they wouldn't have been as angry. But they still would have been skeptical about the pick. Here's the problem with Levis, Brian. And I'm just gonna say guy's douchey. Guy's unlikable. That's his problem. Guy puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Eats bananas whole. Well comes across he, like uh, comes across like a complete jerk in interviews. If he wins games, they'll forget about that really quickly. No doubt about it. Here's my belief, Bino, and I try to tell you this when Dobbs is going into that league. And I'm going to say this again. I don't want to make people mad. I just, I, I, it's not my style. The NFL is a league of physical skill. It's a league of physical skill. Why did the Eagles take Jalen Carter at ten? Did they take him there because he's a class act? Did they take him there because he's a quote-unquote solid citizen? Uh, No. They took him because he fell because he's got character issues. Many people think he could have been the number one pick in the draft. And he fell to them, and they grabbed him because he has incredible physical skill. Why was Will Levis being talked about? And I never bought it, by the way. As a top ten pick in the draft, top five pick in the draft. This guy's my number one quarterback on the... The guy's got physical skill. The guy has much better physical skills than Hendon Hooker. It's not close. It's not close. Now, I think there's a place in the, in the NFL for Hendon Hooker. But if you give me that pick and I'm Rand Carthon, and my job is to win games, I'm taking the guy with better physical skill. And if people want to hate me for that, it's not about, hey, listen, when I watch college football, I always say, always say, I don't watch college football for the NFL game. I don't watch college football for If you're telling me who do I want to play college quarterback for me, Hendon Hooker, 10 out of 10 times. That's not the NFL game, though. The NFL game is: Do you have the zip to fit the ball in tight windows? Can you run and get out of, get out of uh, and extend plays? And and let's call: Hendon Hooker runs like he's seventy. I mean, I'm sorry, and I like the guy, Bino. You and I both like yeah. the guy. I mean, we got to call it what it is here. I, I you know, and I, I understand. I understand Tennessee fans who are uh, who are uh, who are Titan fans who were upset with the organization cause, throw me a bone. But, but Rand Carthon's not down there to throw you a bone. Now, Rand Carthon, I'll say this for him. His sniveling, whining press conference the other day, where he was getting on their fans for getting on them in social media and saying, you're stealing this, and their media people, you're stealing this Stay away from these kids. I wasn't drafted in the league. And then he and then he says something about um, uh, Vrabel, and he says, well, you know, he went in the fourth round. Vrabel looked like, literally, if you could ca- bubble caption him, it would have, I'll vaporize you if you ever use my name in vain like that again with the drafts you're <laughs> having. I will literally vaporize you. And, and, and the Titans' sin is not what they did in... Uh, is not what they did uh, being star in, uh, in in the second round. It's what they did the rest of the time. That's a team that needs playmakers and wide receiver. What are they doing? They need wide receivers, playmakers. But the whole uh, Levis thing. Eight. Brian Hooker's right. I mean, Brian Brian hooker. Brian Hartman's right. Brian Hartman is right in this, and Bino Jeff Henderson's wrong. Unfortunately for him. Well, well yeah. It, it's not an entitlement. You, you're not entitled to have your favorite college player on your favorite pro team. Mm-mm. It doesn't. It doesn't work that. Pro sports don't work that. Don't way. work that way. It's a bonus, and not at all. And it's it's these these people making those decisions don't have any emotional tie
1: to the no. state
4: school there,
0: and they're not supposed to. Beano, and if they be- did yeah. you drafted that way, your team would be two and fifteen. Bino, let me ask you something. In a couple no, of years, let, let's just call it this thing like it is, okay? The Colts are sitting there and they're about to select. Okay, and you need a quarterback. You going to go with Hooker? Or are you going to go with Will Lavis, the bigger, stronger, faster guy? Because that's what we're talking about. Who are you going to take, Bino? Uh,
2: after watching them both
0: play, I'm taking Hooker. Oh gosh, Bino, it's not college football
2: though. We're playing NFL football. It's a different game. I don't. I don't care. Now, it, you didn't ask me. My, my coach took a quarterback. You didn't ask me who I'd rather have between those two. All right. I, who, who would you rather have between take those two? Taking an Anthony Richardson at, at where they took him, uh, ahead of Hooker. So you don't have a problem with that. He's the true physical freak in this thing. Okay, It's not Will Levis. Okay. It's Anthony Richardson.
0: Well, look, I don't know enough about this stuff. I do know that Levis is a douchey guy. And I know he's fun to make fun of. Uh, And he's a total geek, okay? I mean, he's a a white boy nerd all the way. No offense to him. But nine times, if not ten times out of ten, the physical skill guy is going to get drafted. It's just the way it is. The physical skill guy. And... Now I don't know if you guys saw Rand Carthon. Bino. You know, I've never seen a GM sit up there and tell a fan base you're you're robbing these kids of their day. Now that would worry me as a Titan fan. His behavior over the weekend, Rand Carthon's behavior, that's not befitting of an NFL general manager. That's just not good. Sorry. And he's never been a GM before. So no, no. He, that's he, part of it. No, he 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 rode uh, the coattails out there in San Francisco and that, and. And I will say I don't. I haven't looked at draft grades for teams, but where where Brian are the Titans? Where are they grading right now? Because Goldbrick Joe told me over the weekend. He said, "Tony, get me some more Kelly Green because I'm getting ready to load up with you guys." And he's a he's a season ticket holder of the Titans. He said, "This is the dumbest draft I've ever seen. We got Kevin Willis in the first round, who's got the shortest arms. I mean." They got this guy, I mean, his short arms everything. This guy's short arms eating a candy bar in the morning, Bino. Well, I'll say this. The grade I saw for Levis yep. was an A-. And go. I wrote that in the blog. There you go. And uh, Hooker's grade by the same guy. Was B minus? See, here's the thing. My Eagles. See, I can't speak because I don't have a dog in this fight. My Eagles had an A plus plus draft. Now, Beano, I don't know how to feel about that because I don't like Georgia at all. And again, we're, we're going to separate the college from the pros. But the Eagles now have Davis. They have Jalen Carter. They have that tremendous line. That tremendous linebacker, into Kobe Dean. They got uh, uh, DeAndre Swift for nothing, who makes a million and a half dollars a year. That's a crazy contract he's on in that league. They have, um, um, and they got the uh, defensive back. And I don't know what to make of it, Bino, but if I'm going to, my dad, my late great father used to say to me all the time, he used to hate it when the Phillies would make trades and they'd get guys from the Cleveland Indians. And his word always was, why do you want to bring in guys that are used to losing? Go get guys that are used to winning. I don't know how to feel about it, Beno, as an Eagle fan. I just don't know how to feel about the deal. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's really never mattered to me from a coach standpoint where the guys come from. Uh, I, I just want to know: Can they play or not? Um, yeah, I, I've I've been. Of course, I was fortunate that, you know, the the Colts took Manning, and Manning could play. Uh, so that 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 was a that was a plus that I got to see him all those years. But uh, is it smart? Yeah, it being doesn't matter to me where where they come from out of college.
0: Is it smart to take that many guys off the same defense? I mean, can you do that? And get away with it in that league? Can you have five guys off one college defense? Yeah, well, it's, it's the greatest well, defense ever, especially. I, I'd say you can. Loaded, you
2: know. It's we talked about how loaded they were. It's you could certainly take five, probably off that ninety-two Alabama defense, and do okay. Eight six five two hundred five four zero
0: two. How'd your team do? in the nfl draft over the weekend you how'd your team do well tony
2: they they uh they filled needs uh whether they filled them with the right people or not i i don't know they knew going in they needed a quarterback and i don't i don't think there was a slam dunk quarterback in the whole bunch um they uh they needed cornerbacks and they took three of those they need an offensive lineman they took a couple of those um, they need a wide receiver, and I think they got a pretty good one out of North Carolina. So, I, I, on the surface, it looks like the Colts, uh, they did what they should have done anyway. Their their plan was good. We'll see if the guys they selected can, can play.
0: Also, I'm reading along here. So, I, we did a little orange throat in the blog just now, some of the NFL draft stuff. Plus... He's got a great, some great, great thoughts on the baseball team. Matt Dixon does a deep, deep, deep dive on Tennessee baseball. George, Kentucky, South Carolina left. Matt thinks a winning record will let you host one series. I want to host two series. I want to win seven and nine. I want to host two series. I want to close strong and then go down to. Um, down to Birmingham and make your make your point drive your point home it, it, you're talking about hosting a super regional too why not it's probably going to take winning out to get into that stratosphere 18 wins how many we have right now well they got 11 in the league okay. with 9 to play That's what I said. so they have to go 7 go 7-2 seven well. do that and get there Here's a question, Brian. This is a Chris Burke question. What if you go 6-3 and three and you go down and win a couple games? Does the baseball tournament, is it like the basketball tournament in that they will look at those games, count those games for seating purposes, or is that more of an exhibition? Somebody help me out that knows more than me. Second part, this Georgia team they're playing this weekend's pretty sneaky good at home. I think they're like 6-1, and Brian, at home. five and one yeah they, or eight and one yeah they're pretty good at home there. whatever their number is they're uh i think they're eight and 13 overall so that's what three games behind the ball so tennessee needs to go down there and at least
5: create some more separation
0: whatever that number is georgia. whatever that number is they uh they put it on arkansas this weekend are they any good bry georgia i think that was last weekend or last weekend i'm sorry yeah I've never quite um, wondered
1: why Georgia's baseball, they've got so many players around Atlanta and just all throughout that state that you'd think they'd be a team that would make the tournament regularly and and would host regularly and could mix in an Omaha appearance here and there, maybe more than they have.
0: Hey, Bino, what do you think they would look like if they hired Tony Vitello instead of us a few years back?
2: Yeah, (laughs) Brian's right. That's just such a fertile area. You you about have to not be invested in baseball to, to not be good year-in-year year out there.
0: So it's going to be a challenging series. Plus, this Wofford team that's coming in here at midweeks, no joke. If you look at some of their numbers. Their RPI is very high, Bri. Find Wofford for okay, me. Georgia got swept by South Carolina at home. Yep. They took two out of three three against Kentucky. So uh, they also, they did turn around and sweep Arkansas, so I guess it's probably what, five and four at home? No, I thought it was better than that. Yeah, it's five and four. Sure it would give me bad information that I... Five and four. Yep. Told me they They've looked. got two home series left. they got Tennessee, they got LSU to close out the regular season. How about this Waffer team, Brian? Where, where is Georgia in the RPI right now, Brian? This is an interesting number. You want me to guess where they no, are? The no, arcade? find it. Find it. Look that up. Look Wofford up. Wofford's got a pretty good ball club that's coming in here tomorrow. No crit midweek game. Hey, Beanstar, how much of the Tennessee-Mississippi State series did you see, if any?
2: I saw uh, all of it, Tom. Okay. Let me
0: ask you something, Bean. Actually,
2: Beena. got to attend a game on Friday, the first one I had an opportunity to attend. Nice. Thanks, thanks to Polly Joe, who had an available ticket, so... uh Got to see the balls up close and personal, and uh, uh, what, what, what struck me was I, wow. I thought earlier this year, we'll talk to Evan about this too, yeah. uh, I thought earlier this year when Tennessee would fall behind, you I mean, on television, you could see in their body language that uh, they probably weren't coming back. Uh, that uh, Vandy series was magical for Tennessee because I saw none of that. Uh, when they were down 7-3, to three, uh, none of that. It, it looked like a team that, uh, that thought that they had an opportunity to come back. So, Okay, Wofford's RPI is 46.
0: Not bad. They are 32-11 and 11 overall. Not bad. And that's a better record overall than the Vols have. That's and a serious baseball the, team uh, coming in here tomorrow. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, and Tennessee is – 22 RPI. Georgia's one spot behind
1: us at 23. How about Alabama, that, Bino? Tennessee, Georgia, 21 through 23. So three SEC teams
0: right there. Outside How about that, of the top Bino? 20.
1: How
2: about that, Bino? Yeah, it's a, a solid midweek opponent. Uh, good, keep Tennessee's attention, and uh, then the next step is to uh, uh, to go out and and prove that we can play solid baseball on the road.
0: Or if you want to hit us up at Twitter Spaces, join the uh, conversation and raise your hand. Confident, confident, dry and secure. Raise your hand if you're sure. Also, my friends at TLD Logistics present Evan Russell coming up next hour. We're going to break it down scientifically with him. Bino and Brian got wordy. Which means we've got to pay a few bills. We'll continue. Did the Titans do the right thing, Spike Lee? I don't blame the Titans one bit for doing what they did. I mean that's me. And you know, look, I, I, I I'm I'm not exactly what you would call a, a, a Titan sheep, but you got to call this thing like you see. I mean, there's Brian, but you got to call this thing like you see it. And I love. Listen, I'll forever be indebted to Hendon Hooker for turning, for turning this deal around here. But that is a totally different conversation than am I going to draft you in the NFL draft at the top of the second round? Because he ended up going what round, guy? Three? Is that right? The sixty-eighth uh, in the third round. Yeah, which is about, guys. I thought that was top end for him. Though I was saying it on the radio. Leading up to the draft, all that stuff about him, and I love the conversation about him in the first round. I, I said I embrace that. One guy says me a top five pick to um, Seattle. I embrace that, but it was never reality. That's just not reality. That's just not. Can he be an NFL court? Sure. Tom Brady was taken. What we've always we've always heard about it. Uh, the guy this year, Mister Relevant, the 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 Brock Purdy guy. Sure. You could be a nice NFL quarterback. You got to take the guy with the better physical skills, though. You just do. You got to take the guy that throws the heavier ball. It, it's the sport. And I didn't make the rules. I didn't make the rules. We continue on the other side, 865-200-5402. And then when Tony Voss joins us Wednesday, Bino and I've got to ask you this on the other side, is there a time when you just pitch around people or quit throwing them stuff in their wheelhouse? The two three-and-four hitters from Mississippi State, I mean, do those guys hammer home runs in their sleep? How unbelievable. That four hitter, that freshman, I want to ask Bino about that on the other side. Tony, quit pitching to those guys, please.
10: Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM.
12: you got to know. Spend a very
9: special evening with The Gambler. The timeless music of Kenny
3: Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven piece Real Deal band. Many have said this is the best tribute show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County. Everyone considered him the
11: coward. Saturday,
3: May 20th, 7 p.m., at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg.
10: Tickets begin at only
3: $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the real deal band. Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. Crocketttheater.com. We'll see you there.
7: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. 865-200-5402
0: if you want to join as we break it down scientifically with you on the one, the only, talking about the NFL draft. Did the Titans do the right thing, yes or no? I mean, look, I'm not going to go to bat for the Levis pick, but I'm always going to pick physical skill. Over the hometown choice, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a bad guy. Uh, I don't mean to, you know, I'm not trying to. And and the easy thing for me to do, the easy thing for Brian to do would be to pick on the Titans, beat on the Titans, and be, um, you know, and, and 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 suck up to our fan base. But that's just not the reality of NFL football. It's just not how it works. It's just not how it works. And I love Hendon Hooker. If I'm putting a college football team on the field, I'm taking him 100 times out of 100 times. But NFL football is about physical skill. It always has been. Look, this uh, this uh, kid that played linebacker from Temple, uh, Radicavich, Medicavich, whatever his name was several years ago, love him. Went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's a special teams player. That's what he was. Love the guy. Co- yeah. he, college team, he could play for me any day of the week. And Hooker's not going to have receivers running wide open. Like wide you open. Did in College, seemingly every other play. Wide open. And I love Hooker, Brian. But can you get it in tight windows? Can you get it in tight windows consistently? Consistently. And I think he did make some throws like that. But sure. But- He's going to have to do it almost every time in the pros. And Beano's right. Beano's right. Will Levis is a jughead. And his guys guys dodged a bullet. Both things are true. At what time, however, guys, Mm -hmm. do you
2: look at a guy that's got tremendous physical skills, when do you start factoring in who he throws the football to? Will Levis threw the football to the other team almost as much as he did his own. I don't care what windows you can throw it through. If you're throwing it to the wrong guy, that don't work.
0: But, Bino, if you don't have time to throw, that's how you're going to look. Tony, he threw a bunch of interceptions the year
2: before.
6: He lost his 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 job
2: at Penn State. he, He certainly... Has a higher ceiling mm-hmm. than and Hooker has, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean this guy could be Jamarcus Russell, no doubt,
0: no doubt, or he could be Josh Allen. Yeah, he could be. Who? That's who they said about him coming out of uh, his school.
2: He could be, and Hooker probably couldn't be Josh Allen. So if you're it if, if I hadn't watched both of them play, Tony. That's right. If I hadn't watched both of them play, if you give me the blind resume deal, that's right. Just show me him in the combine. Uh, I'm going to take Will Levis, but I, my my perception of him is skewed by the fact I've seen him play a lot, and I don't trust. I wouldn't trust him behind my team center for any amount of money.
0: Back to my busy phones. Care. How
2: far he can throw it on his knees, uh, he can't throw it to the right team often enough.
0: Back to my phones I go, and they're busy, and we've kept you first all day. Hello, and welcome into our next call. Uh, Tony Danny Boy here. Danny, welcome in.
1: Uh, Tony, I want to I want to preface my statement about Will Levis. Uh, I, I am not a Titans fan, uh, but I'm a Tennessean, um, and I'm a football degenerate. Like like many of the callers and the listeners of the show, yes, um, and uh, you know I've kind of pulled for the Bengals in the last few years. Um, I don't have a team that I pull for in the NFL. I'm a you know I, I love the NFL, but I don't have a team. And um, I think it, I think a draft pick like that in a in the, with the fan base like like Tennessee that saw him uh, knows. I, I totally agree with with Bino. I mean the guy couldn't play dead in a Western, but yet they still went out and chose him. And I'm not even saying taking hooker, but you saw the impact when they signed Josh Dobbs, what the, what that fan base did and they rallied around him. Uh, and I am not a Titans fan, but I think that they missed out on a lot of opportunities to reach out to the fan base to grow the, to grow the fan base because, um, you can look in that stadium and they are, they are in dire straits for needing fans and then they just don't, they just don't. Extend themselves to the fan base, and then they trade AJ Brown last year, and that did not end well. Uh, that that did not age well, yes. and then the the remainder of their draft picks were still questionable. They didn't take a wide receiver to the end of the draft, and I don't know. I just I, I think I think Will Levis. Of course, you can say that that his potential is great is there, but we watched the guy. We we played against the guy. We know what he is, and if the NCAA tournament is about stars and about studs and about yep. winners, yep. Then, then 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 football, college football is the same way. And that guy's not a winner. And how is he going to win in the NFL if he can't win
0: in college? But you, and I agree with that. But you see, our fan base is making it about NFL teams are not there to placate the home market they're in. They're just not. If the Carolina Panthers yeah. are on the board and they're sitting there and they have a chance to grab a North Carolina quarterback or a guy from UCLA who they think is a better player, they're going to take the guy from UCLA, I and mean, it's just the way it works. They're never, and I mean ever, going to take a guy because he played in the home state. They're just not. They were sure. They were. Sh- they were absolutely sure that they were going to get to. The- Cheering for Hooker, playing for the Titans too. Those that are Titan and ball fans. Oh, really? And they, they yeah. Well, I mean, they had convinced themselves that was going to happen. You, you think? You think when the Titans draft moved up in that draft Friday, Brian, those people were all like, "Man, we're grabbing him right here." You think? That's oh, what well, they, you know they were. Okay, absolutely. And well, that—that's what. Okay. And, and, well, that a explains the reaction. Like, well, they're supposed to take him. That explains the reaction. That, okay. Because, Danny, I don't, don't care. Have... I don't care one way or two. I don't have a dog in the fight. I just know that in the NFL, you're taking the best player. You're taking the guy. I... And, and, and really what you're doing there is you're taking the guy with the most physical skill. And I'm going to go back to the Eagles again. This Jalen Carter guy, he could be out of the league in, in a year and a half if his personal habits aren't any good. He, he could be less than a one-contract guy, or he could be a Hall of Fame player. A guy that has that much upside... You're sitting there at ten. You say, "Okay, well, I'm going to waste a pick." I don't know. Are you? I mean, you got to take a guy there that falls to you in that well, slot.
1: Well, I mean, I look at the talking heads on the on the television, like Dan Orlovsky and Mel Copper and all these guys that sung the praises of Will Levis. That's right. But I think a lot of I think a lot of the fan base also uh, beckoned back to the times when we watched him absolutely crap to bed yep. with a terrible Tennessee secondary that picked him apart all day long. Yes. Um, I, I I don't know. I, like I said, I don't got no dog in the fight either. But 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 I just I just look at the tape and you and and like I think all these people clamor about about arm talent. I remember all was talked about last year with Will Levison. arm talent this, arm yep. talent that. But when it came down to winning, there was no arm talent because it was because like Bino said, it was in the other team's uh, hands. So I don't know. I think it's a terrible pick, and I, and, and and my and my, also my my, my choice my opinion is what they did by by signing Josh Dobbs last season that that galvanized that that fan base and I don't know if you take Hooker if it like like you're saying I agree with that too but what they did by signing Josh Dobbs did something for that fan base that would have been replicated if they signed if they drafted Hooker now what they didn't not if he couldn't play my main problem is the fact that Will Levis is a terrible quarterback
0: well listen I appreciate you thank you here's the deal with the Dobbs thing you if they thought Dobbs was a solution they would have they would have signed him he's on somebody else's roster now where is he now guys cleveland he went back to cleveland that's what i thought we think I, i'm yeah.
2: i'm still just stunned i am still just stunned <laughs> by how highly regarded will levis was i, I feel I, that i, I feel I don't that get it. i don't get it i i i may uh, again, yeah, uh, because of his physical tools. Maybe he goes up there. Maybe they're right.
0: Maybe they're right. I mean,
2: they obviously know more about yeah. judging players yeah. than than I do. But I, I, I'm stunned that he was ever thought of as a first round quarterback.
0: I'm just glad my Eagles have learned to trust physical skill. As an Eagle fan. And that's why we're not taking Jalen Rager anymore over Southeastern Conference players. Because sometimes when you try to be the smartest person in the room, that's why, you know, in these baseball drafts, five-tool players are always going to go at the top of these drafts. And then the guys that have to fight and scratch, and and by the way, Hendon Hooker is one of these guys that's going to have to fight and scratch and claw his way into that league, even where he was drafted. He's, if he's going to yeah. start, he's going to have to really fight, and I have no doubt he's going to work hard. I have no doubt he's a class kid, but he's a fight, scratch, and claw guy, and, and a guy like Levis is going to be given opportunities over him. It's just the way it is. Sure. I'm not saying it's right or wrong or anything in between, but it, it's... I understand that our fan base is taking it personally, and I understand that our fan base that are Titan fans take it personally. They're like, how come you don't ever take? Now, the Titans do have a history Man. of kind of not taking Tennessee players, but but it is, I don't think they're Justin doing Hunter. it on purpose, though, Brian. Do you? I don't think they do it on purpose. No, it's, it's, it's about what you need at that point when you're drafting. What What is your biggest position of need? And you can't be thinking, well, we've got to draft a player from the big state school yeah. Yeah. down the road. Yeah. And I, I also think that a lot of fans that were not Titan fans were also kind of disappointing because they wanted a reason to become one, and Hooker would have been a reason to become one. And now that's gone. I'm going to go back to um, uh, our calls here momentarily. I'm going to take a Twitter Spaces... Uh call now from Zach who wants to join us. Zach, welcome in. You are live on your Tony Basilio show. Great Monday to you. Hello. Zach, hello. Go on. Welcome in. Zach, hello, welcome in. Go right ahead. Zach, are you there? Hello, welcome in, Zach. Why is this not working? uh zach you're on go right ahead hello all right he's fiddling around with his apparati there so let's jump back to the phones because zach i can hear you fiddling around with your apparati there let's get our next call in hello and welcome on the monday edition hi
9: well i have to call in here today boys all right it's goldbreaker goldbrick what's up man what's going on so I've had some time to kind of uh, maybe relax a little bit and yeah. maybe calmer heads will prevail kind of situation. Yes. You I and mean, you're just going to have to kind of, like you know, it is just kind of what it is at this point. Uh, I mean, if you kind of look at the system that usually likes to run, like she's a very heavy play action style system, mm-hmm. and kind of just... If you kind of look at him, I kind of look at him at being maybe a slightly better Ryan Tannehill kind of thing with Lewis. I think he kind of has a lot of the same tools and attributes as Tannehill kind of does. So kind of when you look at that, you kind of have to say, okay, maybe you can kind of see it. Really what you gave up to move up there too wasn't bad. So I mean, that's, you know, I'm going to say that's a pro as well. There's a couple of things you can kind of look at and maybe you can get there. I'm still kind of not there, but that's okay, too. I mean, it's just... And what ended up happening here where they made that draft and they made those kind of swaps of picks is where it really ended up coming to really bottom really bad because... I probably have a worse problem with them drafting a guy with arthritis in their knee and three ACEL sur- surgeries there with the uh, their next pick.
0: Are you talking about the back from Tulane?
9: Yeah.
0: He's yeah. actually an electric player. He's an electric player, but Bino, his knees he is um he's about one injury away from being the Tuesday special over at Cappuccino's. On Cumberland Avenue, I mean, on uh, on Kingston Pike, right out there next to Copper Cellar. I mean, Bean Star, that guy's got spaghetti for his knees. You can't take a guy with that many knee surgeries, can you? In the NFL draft? Yeah. I, the. Yeah, I I think the, you know that
2: that's that's another thing from. Hendon's standpoint is is coming off of that knee surgery, and it, it's it's always kind of a guess as to what a player is going to lose uh, coming off of uh, any type of knee surgery. So, you know, I, I understand that was another question from Hendon's standpoint as well.
0: The running back from Tulane, Joe, has had how many that y'all talk? How many surgeries so that kid had? Three
9: ACL surgeries.
0: Three. I mean, and he's a dynamic, incredible... Yeah. He was insane in their bowl game. It was against... Uh, I, mean, I loved him. In was the it Boston. Oklahoma? I loved him. Was it Oklahoma? No, USC. 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 I kept saying the whole time, from a Tennessee perspective, well, that's you being you. I didn't want to play those guys in a bowl game. I kept saying that. That was the one team I did not want to see. Them against our defense. And I think people saw... What, <laughs> They have they had some dynamic players. He's one of them. Yep. But but Joe, I gotta I gotta trust that you're gonna be able to last at that level. And man, that's just not a smart pick. At that if you want to take him in the seventh round, where'd they grab him, Joe? Third? That would that would have been the
9: third, yeah. Because so like that was my other biggest problem with the trade. Right. Was moving from 71, I believe it was, 282, which is where they end up picking at.
3: Mm-hmm.
9: So, like, that, basically that was the biggest run on wide receivers pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. uh, your only chance to pretty much get a, another ball was pretty much gone at that point. Because then Tillman went, or Hyatt went, Tillman went, and then uh, then Beno's Colts took Josh Downs. All three of those guys were guys I'm sure that were pretty high on their board. You know, they got a, a UT and, receiver eventually.
5: If you count Martin. <laughs> yeah, UT Martin. And that's and the, the thing that's really. That's the thing that's really, I mean,
0: really a troll to our fans, the taking a UT Martin kid. That's a real troll to our fan base.
9: It actually kind of lit us up, to be fair, in that game,
0: honestly. Yeah, he was pretty but, um, good in that game. You're exactly right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's true. You're, you're exactly um, right.
9: Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, the, the, just the kind of, if you try it up to kind of get, that, like, what you want to do is, is build around the quarterback of the future kind of thing. Yep. The Duncan picking was pretty, the Duncan pick was pretty good. Skoronsky, we'll kind of see. I mean, I like his upside. We'll just see there. You want to kind of, but there's nobody, that wide receiver room in, in, down there is abysmal. Like, it's probably one of the bottom two or three in the league. To draft a quarterback where you did to give up the stuff that you did to move where you did, and not have anything else around him, and kind of have a porous offensive line is really dumb. That's just the dumbest thing that that I have. That I, that I, that's you know the biggest thing for me is just you're not built right now to take the quarterback when you want to take it and try to build around it because you just do what your Eagles do and you. Take your quarterback when you have a pretty good roster. That's right, and you're like, we can kind of put some pieces here right. and there, and and build a random Why you still have him on a contract? The but, Titans aren't anywhere close to that. But let's be fair. That's why I have. The let's let's
0: be fair. The Eagles got completely lucky with Jalen Hurts. The truth. They got completely lucky. I mean, they they took Hurts when they still had Carson Wentz, and they had just signed Carson Wentz to a huge deal. And they took Hurts because Carson Wentz, after he got hurt, had a physical issue, but he had another issue, and it was a leadership issue within that clubhouse. And Bino saw Carson Wentz in action. Bino knows exactly what I'm talking about. Guys don't follow Carson Wentz. And see, that's a thing that I will give people about this guy that the, uh, that the Titans took. If you want to tell me that he could be one of those guys, I would say that's a red flag. I would say, Beanstar, that's possible on that guy that's another thing that you can't gauge till you get him in your camp you had no idea being who carson wentz was till he got in your deal right you thought i was being a philly fan right yeah I, I i did tony i i thought we were getting a
2: better player uh than you had put out there when when the truth is and i don't know what he what he was from a leadership standpoint before but uh uh, he was a totally different player pre and post injury.
0: Yep. But he's a turd as a leader. Never well liked. Just a turd. Gotta well, be a leader with your quarterback. Got you gotta have guys follow you. You have to.
9: Yeah. And that's what the other thing that makes it hard is it this seems like this guy's gonna be kinda hard to root for. As like I mean, I don't know what he is, but the, there was obviously a lot of kind of speculation and stuff coming out on the pre-draft process about him kind of bombing interviews and not having the best, you know, kind of, you know, interviews and, and teams being kind of thrown off by just his kind of arrogance and stuff like that. And that's probably a good reason he fell where he did. So that also makes a hindrance about kind of really being able to just jump on board full, full
0: bore. So maybe he'll I don't grow know. What up? are you going to do? Yeah, maybe he'll grow up. And I'm glad you're back on board. So I'll, I will cancel <laughs> my order that I put on, uh, that I put out there. I've got a guy that lives in a row home in Philadelphia that I get all my stuff from. It's all unlicensed. Goldbrick Joe owns one of those shirts. Goldbrick, is that shirt held up okay? Kelly oh, yeah, Kelly Green shirt I got you? Oh yeah, yeah. That's where I get my stuff. Might be, might be getting more weird now. His name is, <laughs> his name is Bobo. Thank you, Goldbrick. All right. Please. Let me go back to Zach, who joins us now. The Zach Attack. Zach Attack, welcome in. Zach Attack, hello. You are live on the Vasilio Show via Twitter Spaces. Hello, Zach Attack.
3: Hello, Tony and Beno and Brian. Um, I just wanted to run off a quick lyric for you our quarterback puts mayonnaise in his coffee mayonnaise in his coffee
0: and i'm okay with it it's next level yeah i was um did anybody uh, bill got, got bill. now you're skipping around on me what has happened being what's this guy's like on titan Spell's cell phone like it wasn't meant, just wasn't meant to be for zach attack today just wasn't meant to be Beano, was it 865-200-5402. poor zach attack he is uh he is uh uh skipping around on us over there in in radio land let's go back to our phones but he does put mayonnaise in his coffee bean star bean star you a coffee drinker uh tell me I do not drink coffee. I don't know that I've ever seen you drink coffee, Beanstar. Come and think about it. I don't it. know that anyone has ever seen me drink coffee, Tony. You're out on the road and you're traveling, and you have a long trip. You going to drink coffee, 8 o'clock in the morning? Nope. Going to drink a Mountain Dew or a Sun Drop. How about you, Bri? Bri, I've never seen you drink a coffee. Because I've never drank coffee. That's why you've never seen me drink coffee. I don't drink it either. Best part of waking up, guys, is that cup of coffee in your cup. Well I tried I've tried to drink it, but I just, I, uh, I, I can't. Just, the taste is awful. It's I just an it. absolutely outstanding way. Dude. I've tried. It's such a but, great way to start a day. Oh. Mm. Mm. such a great way to start a day. Hour two on the radio. We'll continue to take calls. Uh, bottom of the hour. You bow your head when you say his name, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. Ladies and gentlemen, Evan Russell will be by like never before. We've got so much, Bino, to talk about with him. This team is back to life. Is it live or is it Memorex with the baseball Vols? That's the thing you got to wonder because I am not belittling what Tennessee did over the weekend, but that poor Mississippi State team, that Stefan Krashnick guy that joined us, you talk about somebody that called it right down the middle. He said Tennessee will sweep the series and they'll run roll in one game. I'd say that's a pretty good call, Bino. Yeah,
2: it, it was a team that could really hit the baseball, Tony, and really, really had trouble pitching. And that ambidextrous pitcher, I mean, he was pretty special. He was walking people with both hands. <laughs>
12: This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. t Willy, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
13: Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked.
10: History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time.
8: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front porch radio WKOM 1017 located in Columbia, Tennessee.
0: People are fired up, they're focused, they're prepared, and we're in the hour two. The great Evan Russell's going to join us. Now, I'm gonna tell myself here that was my first baseball game uh, this year. Laura's been a few times. That was my first, now I was away for a couple weeks. And um up there with my son and his golf, and then i and then went on another trip or two for that, and this was our son's last golf season, so i you know we we both kind of didn't want to miss it. But, you know, I had several people stop me and tell me how much they love Evan Russell on Mondays.
2: I'm not surprised tony he's he's outstanding he really is.
0: I mean I had a couple people just walk up to me and they said, Hey look, I, I like you and I like your show, but I love Evan Russell. And I was like, Well thank you. They said, You guys are fine. But I love him. And then everybody always tells me, they say, I love me now. Like Pastor Seeger's Bino. He only he says I only like your shows on I only like your show on Mondays and Fridays. Well, that's uh, uh,
2: that's nice, Tony. But I think they're digging you more than they're uh, complimenting me. Well,
0: if my Vols win tomorrow night, Brian, when he's on that Wednesday appearance, it's going to be a cringe fest. Because when I tell Tony Vols, you mean th- you mean Thursday? Me and Cinco are going to absolutely love no, him, Tony uh, he's Vols on Thursday. Cr- it's going to be a cringe. Not fest. Wednesday, huh? Yeah, he's on Thursday, not Wednesday. Back to the phones, we go. Hey Tony, one He'll real to twelve
2: thirty around there. <laughs> one one real quick thing here is kind of a follow up to what we talked about in hour one.
0: Hit a beach, Mo.
2: I went in, and <laughs> I may be proven to be the biggest fool alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Will Levis may be the next Tom Brady for all I know, mm-hmm. but I went into this draft with, and my my goal was ABL. Anybody but Levis. And I find it hard to get on Titans fans for feeling the way I do. And I will do it.
0: Back to the phones we go. They didn't just draft Levis, they drafted a, a tackle that's short arms everything. But when he's at the family picnic and he goes over the middle, short arms the ball. When he is grabbing a rebound, he short-arms it. When he's reaching for the final chicken wing, he short-arms it. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. One thing about me, Bino, I can get obnoxious and I can beat a point home. Yes or no?
2: Uh, yes, Tony. You can over one.
0: <laughs> Let's get our next call in. He calls himself Bill, I think. I heard him breathe.
3: Yeah, t- Tony, Tony. I, I know it was aud- you.
0: I just got. I, my, my ability to process auditory cues is
3: unbelievable, Andy. <laughs> uh, Tony, I want to give you a little history.
0: You are history.
3: You wow. gave us a little history,
0: all right. What, his phone
3: just blew himself up? Let's get our next call in. What did you blow Oiler's bill up for? I didn't blow Oiler's bill up. oiler uh, bill, bill, I'm sure he had some good points to make. I especially wanted to hear his take on that running back that's got hamburger for a damn knee. What were they thinking?
0: Bino, would you draft a guy with four knee surgeries? Uh, I would Ma, not. wrong. I guess there wasn't a guy there with five. I mean, when they... When they took him in uh and they were uh, and they were looking at his knees, uh Lammy, you think they poured Prego over him before they gave him his x ray? <laughs> I mean I'm not laughing I mean, at the guy, but you don't draft a guy. Hey, he's a tough I mean, guy. I want
3: I wanted I wanted Beanstar to take Levis at four. I really did, oh, so man. we could have fun with him for the next five years, but it didn't happen. Um so that was a little disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not we Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers draft, Tony. All right, how we do? Uh I I I love what the Steelers did. Uh we've got Omar, the first year GM, and that guy we stole from the Eagles, that Andy Wheedle. I thought they had a great first draft.
0: Andy Wheedle is a uh is a is a key guy behind the scenes. Um No doubt about it. He was a key Uh, guy behind the scenes. He jumped the
3: Jets to get our left tackle because they were going to take him. So Cockbert would have sat there at 17 and not gotten the guy. He he threw away a fork to move up and get his guy. And then in the second round, when nobody blew him away with any offers for that 32nd pick, he just sat still and took Porter.
0: Well, and Joey Porter Jr., who some people think has issues with physical physicality, At his position, but again, second round pick, he falls to that slot. He was uh, graded by some as a top 18 pick at one point. Hard to go wrong there. What do you think of Keanu Benton, the defensive tackle out of Wisconsin?
3: Uh, I really like the guy. A lot of Steelers fans didn't like that fact. The Steelers have a type that they look for in defensive linemen. You've yes. got to be about 6'3", 6'4", over 300 pounds. You've got to have arms a certain length. And there's just not many of those guys out there on the planet. And there were only two or three in this draft, and he was one of them. So he's not going to give you a bunch in pass yeah. rushing, but he's going to stuff the run, which yeah. they couldn't stop the run last year. So he's going to be a nice run stuffer, a great, a great piece along that yeah. defensive line. And then the tight end from uh, Georgia, I think that was their best pick of the draft because they're fixing to mash people in the face is it, what they're fixing to do.
0: It's really kind of unbelievable, Andy. And I'll tell you this, your seventh-round pick uh, out of Purdue, I-, I would say James Pierre and Witherspoon better keep their head on a swizzle because that guy might jump in there and make that team and grab their spot, Lambrito. He's a pretty good player.
3: Yeah, the Witherspoon watch has already started. I mean, Corey
0: Trace can play a little bit now.
3: Well, if he didn't have the injury concerns, you know, he's probably a second, third round pick. So I, I just, I just like what they did. They didn't panic. Cobbler in years past, you would, you would get a solid pick, the first maybe pick or two, and then he would go off the rails, and then your whole draft would just, it, it would just be after that, the whole thing would just go off the rails. And I never got that feeling with these guys. They were making. They were they were staying true what I thought they should be positions in need they're grabbing guys at good yeah. positions and they just never had a panic pick that uh, Colbert would have all the time
0: and that's the, that is Weidels spot because he kept Howie Roseman in line uh, and you know Howie learned a lot from him because that's what the that's how the Eagles draft now the Eagles don't once you start reaching when you reach once you slip through that whole draft teams that reach one time have trouble getting back on that footing I don't know what it is, but one reach can really screw your draft up
3: that what happened to Cobra like last year he took some Smurf-wide receiver out of Memphis that never got on the field and yep. after that the whole draft just went to I mean just a bunch of turds
0: It's really interesting.
3: well, I hate we didn't get Oilers bill because um, I know he had some good points i, I just well hang on uh, let me see
0: if this is him back here because somebody came back me. in here
3: Oiler bill is that you?
0: Hello, Bill. Bill, he's listening. <laughs> you like <it? laughs> Bill?
3: Is that you, Bill? No, I don't know if that's older's Bill or not. I'm trying. really to... older's Bill. He wouldn't. He wouldn't snapcake Lamb Weirdo, and not not talk to Lamb Weirdo, would he? I think that's Malloc I hear in the background, though. Bill.
0: I guess that's not him
3: my good christian friend lamb weirdo well lammy any final thoughts what letter grade do you give uh brian hartman's jaguars i didn't really pay attention to brian's jags a whole lot um i was you know like i say i was really hoping for will levis to go to bean starkles i know his little Heine would have got red but We'll just, I guess we'll have to have fun with the Oilers Bill over the, over the next five years when he flames out. What did you make of the Titans draft? Uh, uh, I I thought it, actually, where they got Levis, you know, I can't argue with that pick much, where they got him now. Mm -hmm. Pino or whoever would have taken him three or four, then that would have been idiotic. But getting him in, in the second pick of the second round, I mean, it's, it's just like a lottery ticket. If you, if you find a franchise quarterback right there, I mean, you you know you hit the lottery. It's kind of like where we got Pickett last year in, in the mid twenties. Um, you know if you don't, you know if he doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. You try again. But uh, to get him at thirty three instead of four or, or six or whatever it would have been, and you know then then I can't really say much about the pick. The tackle, not not a bad pick. Um, the running back was just horrible. I mean maybe maybe he'll come blow up, Tony. You never know. Maybe never know. he'll blow up or or maybe his knee will just maybe he'll be. You know, they may have to get him a walker, get him out there on a I just can't do that.
0: Walker. At that level, man, you just can't get a guy with those. In- I don't care if the guy's Gal Serres. You just cannot take a guy. No, with
3: not a- in the third round. That's no. just a huge risk.
0: No. You're going to grab him in the seventh? Point. Like your, like your corner, Trice, who's had sure. his injury issues? Okay, yeah, take a yeah. shot.
3: Third yeah, round? he's had an ACL, and he's had a couple of different things. But, yeah. uh, you know, seventh round, you take a fire on guys like that.
0: Are you surprised Hooker went in the third round after all the draft hubble about him?
3: I thought he would have gone a little sooner, but no, I'm not surprised. The guy's, you know, by the time he starts, after he sits for a year, I mean, the guy's going to be 27 years old. I know people say quarterbacks can play longer, but, I mean, the guy's 27 years old. I mean, come on. That's... He's as good as he's going to get right now. And, you know, a can actually get a little better. But, I, you know, is Hooker going to improve a lot in that league? I don't know. I don't know. I really no, don't.
0: I, I don't know. So, Thank you, my man. Good talking to you. Fishy.
3: You know, he's got a good
0: point, uh, Bino, about Hooker in that the age and then how much better can he get. I think he can get better. I mean, we've seen that. He's a hardworking guy. I, I'm not out on the fact that he could get better. He certainly could get better, couldn't he? Yeah, absolutely, Tony. I think
2: he can get better and uh I I I understand I understand the age concerns. Um and I understand the post surgery concerns. I'm not sure I share the offense that he was running uh hurts him in the NFL concerns.
0: No, I, I don't think that's the case. No.
2: Yeah. I, I And and I, I, I understand you're you're correct. You, as I've told you, I've gone up to several playoff games in Indianapolis and sat in the end zone and mm-hmm. just amazed at how narrow the window is mm-hmm. that you have to throw the football through in the NFL. It's not college. And you do have to have extremely good arm strength uh, to be successful in, in that league. Uh, we, we'll see if, if Hendon has that. Uh Levis obviously has that. Uh, I I just question that Levis throws it through the right window,
0: and that's fair. Because in that league, if you don't know how to throw the find the right window, you're going to get abused. All fairness, though, you know they compare him to the Allen kid, right? The Allen kid looked like a total joke early on in Buffalo, didn't he? Kind of like a human turnover, until he figured it out. Yeah, and if you remember, the
2: big questions about him were who had he played against, Yep. what few games he had uh, to show against uh, real, real good power five opponents yep. play very well in those. But it it it, it was such a small, it, it was such a, a a small sample size that. Uh, they, He wound up being better than they thought he was going to be, way better.
0: Back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. You know, that cleanup hitter and that three-hitter from Mississippi State, were those guys any good? Oh, yeah. they. Uh, and that two-hitter? I, I mean, are you kidding me? I'm amazed that Sanford found both he
2: and Sonny D. uh. Whew. He, and and I was sitting there Friday saying, "Listen, we should have pitched to this guy for the last time. Uh, we're, we're running all right-handers out there, and he just keeps mashing it." Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he was, yeah, that that bunch could really swing the bat. Now you can't pitch around all of them. I mean, they were good two, three, four. So you have to pick your poison. He would have been my poison. He would have been the guy as good as the freshman is. And he's he's terrific. The left fielder, he's going to be some kind of baseball player. Already is in this league. Um, but uh, I, I I think with our staff, I would have chosen to pitch around Hines rather than, than their left.
0: You know, he's a football and baseball player. That freshman.
2: Yeah, he looked. Uh, he he looks like a he looks like a, a running back out there.
0: They call him Little Bo. It's his nickname, Little Bo Jackson. And when they they played at Auburn the week before, he met Bo Jackson, got his photo taken with him, little Bo. A defensive left fielder too. He's very good. He's a funny kid too. He was um, he was having fun with people when we were out on the TLD Logistics short porch the other day. Good. He's a good spirited young man.
2: Yeah, th- th- baseball lends itself to that, Tony. Unlike any other sport, it's
0: college ball really does. There was a young kid who was having his. Kid said it was his ninth birthday, and he was sitting there with a baseball glove by the Mississippi State Bullpen. And I went over to this young man young guy and I said, Uh Have you gotten a ball yet, buddy? I didn't know it was his birthday. And he said, No no, sir. He said, You know, today's my birthday, and I said, real loud. I said, Man, it sure would be nice if somebody in that bullpen would turn around and flip you a ball for your birthday. And those guys kind of ignored me and they were sort of laughing. And I said, you know, it sure would be nice if they'd flip you a ball for your birthday. I said, you got to say their name to this young kid. I said, you got to say their name and ask them really nicely. Maybe they'll flip you a ball. I don't know whether they did or not. but uh, It's such an intimate game from that perspective. You cannot get that close. And there's downtime with the bullpen guys. There's downtime with the outfield guys. It's such an intimate sport from that perspective, how close you can get to them. And you can interact with them, while the game's going on. You can't do that in football, and you can't do that in basketball.
2: I would have felt sorry for the young man because their bullpen would have thrown it into the wrong
0: section. That's such a great line. The kid that was warming up looked over at us. He's the kid that got run rolled. He's a kid they brought in that got screwed, tattooed, and barbecued. You talk about a bullpen like hitting off a tee. Let's go back to the phones. And for that reason, I don't know whether what we saw was live or Memorex over the weekend. I I don't know. I do know one thing. Tennessee woke up against Vanderbilt. There's no doubt that's true. But if Mississippi State had some pitching, they might have won a couple games in that series. I'm not try and be a downer here, but... Dolander's well, got to be better, man. he just got to be, and I know he was sick, but jeez. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, we,
2: every starter hit over three hundred, and we've got two that are hitting over three hundred in SEC play. Yeah. For, for the, I, I do think Tennessee is is going in the right direction, getting it all together. Um, now, 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 the challenge is go on the road and see if we can win a series on the road.
0: You know, we have a saying around here: "Bad, boring." That Mississippi State team's kind of bad, but they're not boring. Let's go back oh, to not. the phones. They're not. There are a lot of things, but they are not boring. Hello, and welcome into our next call. Good afternoon, guys. Great Monday.
3: It's Tennessee Wolf. Wolfie. I tell you what. Um, first of all, Tony, I thought your Eagles did real good. I, I really liked what they did, especially building for the strong defense. And I tell you what it's like—the the rich just keep getting richer. And also, t- and also too, it seemed like Houston and Indianapolis that they um, they both did very well. I mean, they really did. But getting on to the Titans now, I tell you what, I've seen some bad drafts before. But when you don't address your needs, like what what Lambrito said about Pittsburgh, they addressed their needs. They got what they needed. Nope. Tennessee has no wide receivers. None. They've just none. And so they they keep on doing these draft picks. You've got the third round. You've got Tillman and you've got Wyatt, or Hyatt, just sitting there waiting. And they take a guy who's had all these ACL surgeries, such a risk, and you've got to wonder what in the world were they doing. You know, I'll, I'll rate them. I'll give them a D. And I'm not a Titans fan by any means, but that was a bad draft that they did. And as for um, and as for Levis, honestly, he reminds me of another Baker Mayfield. The same attitude, the same deal with him, and that's what it's going to end up being, is another Baker Mayfield.
0: You know, I I just look at it. The Skaronsky guy is a is a is a short arm player. I mean this this guy to tie his shoes has to like kneel down. He's got to, like, get all the way on the ground to even, like, adjust his shoes, you know? It's like Kevin Willis. And, 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 oh, and, and Levis, you know, they traded up to get him. That's a real gamble. I'm looking at something they call the uh, Titans wire, and they're grading the draft, right? And they give the Skoransky guy who, again, if, if he got into a bar fight... Would, would really have trouble finishing the deal because it doesn't matter who his opponent is. His opponent could be Herbie Valachev from uh, Fantasy Island. Uh, and Herbie would have the, the reach advantage over him. Um, <laughs> um, they give that an A. They give Levis a C-. They give Tajay Spears, who you're talking about, an F. This is their own deal now. They give uh, Josh uh, Wiley, the kid from Cincinnati, one of EWAD's boys, a D plus. They give Jalen Duncan a C plus. Uh, they give Colton uh, Dowell from Tennessee Martin a B minus. The over overall average grade. This is a team fan site thing, okay? Is a C plus. So, Wuffy, They're like you, bed, man. Man. they're they You should never do a C plus in that league
3: ever. That was a bad draft. You know, you, you just as, as a Titans fan, thank God I'm not one. I'd right. be scratching my head wondering what in the world are you all doing? Because I mean, you're looking at a team next year that's maybe going to win six or seven games. Poor Titans, Bill, but he's in for a long season next year because, as I was saying, your 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 competition in, that, in your in your division, Houston and Indianapolis, they got better. They filled a lot of the stuff they they needed to do. How
0: about Cleveland had a nice Beano. Cleveland having a nice draft, and they grabbed our guy in the third round, star, who I think is going to be a very good NFL player, and he's going to be, he'll be perfect in that cold weather in Cleveland in November and December. Physical wide receiver. I don't know about Hyatt up in New York. I don't pretend to know how that's going to work, but I'm buying all the stock I can right now on Cedric Tillman at the NFL level, star.
2: Yeah, he Rich certainly looks like a prototype NFL, uh, receiver that can uh, that can get, catch the football mm-hmm. and uh,
0: and uh, through contact. So uh, perfect in yeah. that division. I mean, I hate to say yeah. it, but the Fighting Haslam's did well there. Hey, Bean Star. So
3: I, I really didn't get to listen earlier to the show, but what was your opinion of Richardson? What do you think of that pick? Did you like that pick?
2: Well. Well, if I, I knew the Colts were going to take a quarterback there, um, my my and I, i just I'm so soured on Levis from watching him play uh, that I wanted them to take anybody but Levis there. So uh, I understand I understand the shortcomings of Richardson, uh, his accuracy, his 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 reads, but apparently Shane Stocken wanted him. Felt like maybe he could work with him like he had Jalen Hurts uh, with the Eagles. And uh, I'm glad they got basically who he wanted. Uh, I, I, I don't know that after after Stroud and Young uh, that there was anyone that was going to elate me there, but I knew the Col- Colts were going to take a quarterback, and I
3: preferred Richardson over Levis. Boy, you got lucky that they that they didn't go the Levis route, because I'm going to tell you that – that has disaster just written all over it. I don't know what it is about it, but it just has a disaster. I've seen you've seen this before yeah. with similar players like him. It, it never turns out well. No, and it's not. And it's not going to turn out well for for the Titans. I guarantee you that. The man eats nanners whole, bruh.
0: Ooh, no thanks. I mean, would you try that? <laughs> would you would you do that? Like if somebody gave you, I don't know, Brian. If I gave you five hundred dollars, would you eat a banana hole? Well, I would eat one whole before I would drink another cup of coffee. Amen to that one, brother. You don't drink coffee either?
3: <laughs> Wuffy. what do you No, I don't drink people? coffee. Nope, no coffee. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm like I'm like um I'm like a beano, but give me a mountain
0: dew or a Sundrop. Y'all have a have a Dwight Gooden brother. What? 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 A great cup of coffee in the morning is one of life's great joys, man. You see that mist coming off the cup, especially a cold winter day or one of these cooler spring days, and you get up in the morning, and you have your you have your breakfast, you eat your breakfast, and you get you a cup of coffee, and Brian doesn't know the Brian doesn't know the joy of that. and that last well,
1: I've tried it, and
0: there and was Vino, no joy. And Dino doesn't know the joy of that? There was no joy in my tongue. What are you all, 12? So there. You all don't have adult palates?
2: No, mine has mine never matured, Tony. My palate has never matured. I love
0: cured. Vino. When he said that line about that poor young kid who wanted that baseball... And he said he probably would have thrown it over that kid's head. And all I can picture is the guy over there at one of those concession trucks getting hit, with, getting hit in the head with a baseball that he was trying to flip to somebody, Bino. My simple mind.
2: Well, it's, on second thought, Tony, they did throw a bunch that wound up in the seats out there.
0: How, how bad, Bino? They're starting pitching, or they're relief pitching. Was our pitching ever that bad here when it was rock bottom? That's about as bad as it can get. That, that relief staff was... Stephen Krasnick yep. said the Vols will sweep them. He said, now Mississippi State will take some leads in these games. He, he said, you might even see them take a five or six run lead. He said, but the game's not over. He called it right on the money. He said, Tennessee will sweep them and they'll run roll them in one game.
2: Yeah, it's they—they they just didn't have a lot of choices, Tony. I don't—I don't know about their roster makeup or how this pitching staff was put together or how young they are or or what, but they just yeah. don't have any answers out there right now.
0: Now, either they're better, right? Either they're better, the Vols magically all of a sudden better. I mean, I guess that can happen in baseball. Oh, I, th- I think it's both, Tony.
2: I don't believe there's any doubt. Tennessee swing the bat a whole lot better with a whole lot more confidence uh, than they were coming into the the Vanderbilt series, uh, and because of that, they're going to feast on staffs that that yep. aren't very good.
0: Let's do this. Let's get a couple. Well, I don't know if I got time for a couple more. I gotta be. I gotta be disciplined, As a great Buzz Peterson once said. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Evan Russell, by the way. Evan Russell coming up uh, here momentarily. uh, TLD Logistics, extra innings. Uh, Don, how you doing, buddy? Good talk to you. Well, I'm
14: sitting here. I'm on my sixth cup of coffee today. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Good for you, Don. So, Don, you're the guy that's picking up the slack for Brian and Bino yeah. and this last caller. That These guys drink soft drinks in the morning? I mean, what, are you kidding me? Well, soft drinks are
14: poison. I can't believe they're drinking. I mean, what are you, 12?
0: Say, yeah. What are you guys, 12?
14: <clears throat> the, uh, uh, well, yeah, I didn't take up time to tell you that. day when I called in. One of the reasons, them, I'm sitting there in a choir of a. the broken an ankle propped up
0: what Uh-oh. you broke your ankle
14: i did did your wife finally have enough actually I, i'd like to say she did it but i was i was 45 miles away from when it happened but uh don, did you, yeah did you have a surgery or yeah I had, said? yeah i had surgery so, oh my gosh thing. that's scary don <clears throat> first broken bone i've ever had in my life what in fact you, when i when I did it, it had been, I've never had one, didn't know exactly, I mean, it hurt really bad when oh. I did it, but I was in the and I drove all the way back home, oh. and and uh, just got somebody, uh, help me in the house, and propped it up with ice, kept it elevated for two days I ever went to the doctor. And had You're
3: a tough it. guy, Don. You better believe you're
0: drinking your six cup of coffee right now. Beano's over there drinking Sundrop. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, you drove all uh, the way from Knoxville to Sweetwater with a broken ankle.
14: Yeah, luckily it was the left ankle, and I was driving with the right foot. It wasn't automatic. Um, but um, how yeah, would bra- you break um, it, Don? Playing softball or something? Uh, I wish you, you sound like. Somebody asked me on uh, Facebook and said, well, I hope you were having a good time in that. And I said, no, I wasn't. I was going to the bathroom at that Casey's over there in Bearden. <laughs> and uh, uh, there was a low curb between me and the gas pumps that I didn't see. And I rolled that ankle, and I saw every firework star-spangled band <laughs> thought about. And, uh, it, yeah, it was the uh, uh, a guy helped me get back to my car, so I got. I kept debating: Am I going to go to the emergency room? Am I going to wait? They get back to Sweetwater and go to the emergency room, and it actually quit hurting as long as I didn't turn my foot. kept it straight, wasn't hurting, so I just went home and popped it up. <laughs> so uh, it was a clean break. The, the um, uh, bones were not out of line or anything, but they they went ahead and put the screws. And, Crap to it last week. So.
0: God, Don, I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that, man.
14: Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, thank you, sir. I, it's The biggest thing right now is just being stir crazy and <laughs> sitting here. but yeah. You guys are helping with that today. Thank you, brother. God bless you. <laughs> um, thought, You know, I'm about to leave this thing because yeah. I was like a lot of people were upset. I wasn't nearly as upset <clears throat> the fact that the Times didn't take Hooker. I was just upset because and I'm not a Titans fan, you know, that's, I don't really, I'm kind of like one of your callers. Uh, ever since the uh, uh, Redskins flipped their name and done all that crap, I just, <clears throat> that's it for them. But I just was, it seems to me, if you go back through since uh, the Oilers moved up here, you go back through those drafts and see how many times, it almost looked like they went out of their way not to draft a Tennessee player. And even some of the smart uh, responses from the head coach the other day kind of showed, you know, he's done big at them. I think they still – I think the the Titan organization is still jealous of the University of Tennessee and their fan base. And, you know, they're following. Maybe I'm totally out to lunch. Now,
0: I I do think that happens. I do think within markets that, like – like up in Philly, the Eagles and, and uh Phillies fight for fans and when they release mm-hmm. things and all that stuff, I do think there's a little bit of that. And look, the Titans in this state are always gonna be second fiddle to the Vols. Yep. Just all in a hundred years from now, Bino, people will care more about Tennessee sports the, the University of Tennessee than they do with the Titans. Just the way it is.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> Ingrained and statewide, but, and the others, rarely new, fairly new and regional.
0: And I have friends that tell me, like, I like the Preds, you know, because they, and I love because they call themselves Nashville. I think mm-hmm. calling the the Titans Tennessee Titans is kind of disingenuous.
14: Mm,
0: yes, but that's just been me, Don. That's just me. But I'm an Eagle fan anyway. I was going to stay an Eagle fan. I'm always an Eagle fan. Well,
14: yeah. I mean, you just. Uh, <clears throat> People, you know, that jumped on the Colts, especially with uh, Peyton there. Um, Chris Burke. <laughs> if you uh, even if you even if you go up to Indianapolis right now, yep ask them if the Colts are more popular or Peyton Manning. You know
0: who's popular more popular? Are the Colts or Peyton Manning? You know. Yep. Uh. Well, but.
2: The the cults are more popular than Peyton in that in Indianapolis. They love Peyton there, but the, the
14: cults are the team. Yeah, I, I mean that makes sense, but <clears throat> they he's still so revered up there. It's just unbelievable. Ah, oh, he's Having the sheriff
0: him. and the mayor and all that stuff.
14: Yeah. You, guys, you guys know he's
0: got a show on the History Channel now. Y'all seen that? I have not. Yeah, he's got a show on the History Channel.
14: <laughs> uh, he's a marketer now. There's no doubt No, that. And, da- and he and, and he will not
0: turn anything down uh, when it comes to no. if you pay his price, he will hawk your good or your service.
14: Correct. Correct. But anyhow, uh, as far as the draft went, and where our guys went, um, I think. But we see this every year: people reaching two two rounds or more up. Yep. And then you see guys slide back and everybody's scratching their head. I'll say this about Jalen Hyatt and his chances. The, the, I've listened to a lot, different shows, different people talking sure. about it, different stories, sure. and all that. The, I think the thing with Hyatt there is by buying day ball. People, you know, uh, really a lot of people in football think day balls. It, yeah, you see. I
0: love look that at guy. Daniel. I think he's really yeah, sharp, Don. Jones. Don, he's so yeah, sharp. It's a sharp young coach. That's a really good hire by the Giants. Dayball's a really good... He's the one, maybe one of the only branches off say, uh, off um, uh, Saban's the, Bel, Belichick and Sabin's tree that's a, that has got actually can take some roots.
14: Yeah, he's... Uh, I never <clears throat> knew that much about him. I remember you know, when he was at Alabama and everything. Yes. But I just look at what he did this past year. Terrific. and. it. And what he did with, uh, uh, Daniel Jones. Yep. I mean, I mean, the guy looked like, I mean, it's trying to run him out of New York. Everybody Running him out of New York. And then last year he has a really good year. So, uh, I think that's another thing for, uh, Hyatt. I, I agree with you guys on, I think Said's the man.
2: Uh, I think he will do a
14: lot. Yep. Uh, I, and real quick, only other thing I wanted to bring up, get, uh, pop football again later because I got plenty of time. <laughs> But as uh, uh, far as the baseball thing, I don't know what happened. But from Game One of that Vandy series, I could almost close my eyes not look at the names coming up. I think I'm looking at last year's team, except for fielding. They still can't field.
0: Oh no, Don! This team's not. This team's not going to cooperate in the field, Don. I mean, we. But hitting the ball, having a little swagger back, having fun at the ballpark. It was all there this weekend. Like I wrote Saturday, it felt like last year at that but There was no question they were run-rolling that team on Saturday. No question. And, Don, thank you for the call, man. We wish you well, and we're glad you're okay. Uh, thank God you're okay, buddy. Um, and always good to hear your voice. You were wordy like Beano today, but you have an excuse. You're sitting there with a, with a broken uh, broken foot, broken ankle. Bino, what do you think of uh, us taking a shot at Don when he's trying to recover? you have a thought on that?
2: Uh, I expected
0: it. Hey, Tillman in Cleveland is going to be a really nice player for them. It's a really good pick. I don't know about Hyatt at the NFL level, guys. I don't know about him. I just don't know. If you ask me to choose one one of those guys, I would choose Tillman for the better career. He's going to be knocked around a lot more on the NFL level. He won't be able to run wide open. In the same manner that Hooker won't have receivers running wide open, he won't be wide open like that either. He'll have to learn how to get off coverage really quick. Like Bino said, you can't really appreciate the NFL game. And I love college football a lot more in the NFL. There's a lot more open space in in the college game. And there's a lot of imperfections, and there's a lot more spirit to the game. That said, you go to an NFL football game. I'm talking about a real NFL football, not a preseason game, a real NFL football game. And you watch how little space there is out there and how good of athletes those guys on defense are and how hard they hit, and you really appreciate how tough and courageous you have to be to play anywhere on that field. Am I lying? Beanstalk. It's a totally different kettle of fish than the college game.
2: No, no, you're you're exactly right, Tony. And it's, uh, it, it's 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 the reason why that they do exactly what you say that they most teams do in the draft, and that's value arm strength and and physical tools over everything else. Because first and foremost, you just have to be able to really throw the football in that league in in order to get it through the windows that you're that that you're provided.
0: I would love for Jalen Hyatt to be a you know breakout star. I'm not saying he's not gonna be. I don't wish him well against the Philadelphia Eagles, but when they play the Cowboys, man, I hope he goes for three hundred yards both games this year. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I do think Dayball is a very good, very good coach. I think he's a very good hire. We're going to come back to the calls that couldn't get there. I'm sorry, but Evan Russell's going to join, and he is presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. It's TLD Logistics Extra Innings. I realize we have a full bank. We have tomorrow. We can continue the conversation. I'll be right here. In the meantime, Evan Russell joins. Tennessee baseball is on fire. Can they keep it burning after this?
10: Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM.
1: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Parts Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
0: Had a pretty incredible uh, show thus far, and uh, Evan Russell just told me he's going to make it better, so let's hit the intro. Intro Time for EI with ER presented by TLD Logistics. It's Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings with Evan Russell presented by TLD Logistics. Online at TLDLogistics.com. Well, Evan's had to play infield, outfield, and catch, and when
9: you're a catcher, you basically are an extra pitching coach on top of knowing that position real well, and then a tremendous career as a hitter, so he's about as well-rounded of a guy as you're going to get. And he's really going to, I think, have some insight on locker room or kind of looking out on the field and maybe picking up on the fact, like, man, this guy wasn't nervous or this guy was nervous. This guy didn't react very well to a bad call. Uh, if he'll be natural and authentic to who he is, which is why he's so fun to be around on the air somebody's gonna have to give him some money to keep him around because he'll be phenomenal at it
0: now let's get in the game with evan russell and the team at Team, presented by our friends at tld logistics online tldlogistics.com the tennessee baseball team is streaking six straight southeastern conference wins and and really this weekend one in every way imaginable Evan Russell now joins myself, Bino, Jeff Henderson, and Brian Hartman, and you. And we'll take it into our third hour here. Uh, Evan Russell, I, um, first of all, welcome back to the microphone. And um, Tennessee, man, they just continue to roll.
16: How incredible has this turn been, around, been for the balls, man?
0: I mean, I'm, I'm for it, you know. I'm, I'm down for it, so to speak.
16: I watch them, and, and the amount of confidence that they have while they're playing right now, it, it looks like a completely different team. You know, and, and it actually happened to my team my senior year, not this past season, but the team that went to Omaha. It kind of reminds me of a little switch that we had that season. Uh, we went to to Charlotte, about midway through the season, and we got boat raced in a midweek, and it reminded me of that Tennessee Tech, and I think they finally hit rock bottom, to where they could finally start playing uh, with nothing to lose, and, and clearly something has changed.
0: Tell me about that, Evan. Tell me about that Charlotte game and what you remember. That's very interesting. You'd bring that up.
16: Yeah, we had just we had just played. I can't remember who we played in uh, right before the SEC schedule started. Um, but we were not playing very well. We, we were actually winning some games, but uh, we, we had high strikeout numbers. Uh, we were playing basically like this team was playing at the beginning of the year. A lot of people were coming in and out of the lineup. We were trying to figure out who was getting in, um, going to have the, the starting role and uh, who was going to, basically find the identity is what you've been hearing based on this team um, from the players and stuff. And we were doing the same. So we went down to Charlotte and they beat us 9-0 to zero, uh, basically having a, a, a great time putting it, rubbing it in our face and stuff. Well, on the way back, we finally were just like, you know what? It can't get much worse than this. And for some reason, whenever we hit that rock bottom, uh, we we finally just started playing loose and uh, started playing much better after that.
0: Bino, you, know, you made a point, and I want you to share it with Evan, your, your observation, because Bino was at the Friday game. Of course, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. I was at the Saturday game, and Evan, I called you right before I went in there, but uh, it it just felt different. Bino, share your perspective on what you saw uh, Friday with Evan, and I want Evan to respond to it.
2: Uh, earlier this year, Evan when I would watch uh, the games, uh, if Tennessee fell behind, uh, their their body language was really bad. It was almost like oh here we go again what what are we gonna what are we gonna do here? Uh, Friday night, I didn't get that sense at all. as a matter of fact, they were down seven to three and it looked to me like uh, that they, Believed that they were going to get back in the in the baseball game. Um, I, I don't know if that's something that
16: you've seen or something that I imagined, but that's what it looked like to me on Friday night. No, I completely agree. The the body language has completely flipped. Um, you know, you can even look at Maui Ahuna at, at shortstop. It, even whenever he doesn't uh, make a great play or uh, might make a mistake, it, it doesn't appear that. Uh, the game has gotten out of hand for him now, and, and I think that becomes a uh, product of how they're acting in the locker room. Um, I, I think that they're finally starting to get This is Big Lou
5: Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
7: Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us.
13: Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked.
10: History's Hook with your host, Tom Price. Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time.
12: All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. It is that time of week. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. What kind of specials do we got this week?
9: Uh, well, we have two sales going on at the moment. Uh, we have one that runs all week, and that has whole ribeyes for five ninety nine a pound, ribeye steaks, uh, 6 dollars a pound, fresh corn on the cob, two ears for a dollar, bush's baked beans, two for five, and Coca-Cola, six packs, three for ten, all sorts of stuff.
12: I tell you, people need to come on by. You can get out and do a little grilling this weekend with some of that great stuff so miles thank you as always and you guys are open seven days a week obviously 7 a.m to 9 p.m right there on west 7th street near the post office so everybody needs to come on by and uh, and as i always tell you your staff is so friendly and so helpful if there's something you don't see uh ask somebody there and they'll even get a hold of miles for you right yes that's right okay miles you have a great weekend and uh, and we'll catch up with you next week okay righty, thank you thank you
4: The NASCAR Cup Series. Here they come. Green flag is in the air. Kicks off a monster month of May. We've got a car in the wall. Oh, Bubba gets
3: turned in the face of the field. Truex gets squabbered. Oh, Dinger
0: gets squabbered. At Kansas Speedway. He was out front when the caution flag blew, and Kyle Busch has scored the win. It's the Advent Health 400.
10: Sunday, May 7th at 1 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. <sighs>
15: Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at Interscholastic Athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy, so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Tennessee.
7: This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.